You're listening to a Big Finish production. Fast. It's annoying. Sorry. Jürgen, he's just a boy. None of us are children anymore. Look at us, hiding in the woods, sleeping in our uniforms. Mm. Four years ago, I was... Let's not talk about four years ago. All that matters now is... Did you hear that? A torch. It's coming closer. A hunting party. They found us. No. Think so. What then? I see a flame, but I see no man. What? It stopped. What is it? A forest fire? Forest fires don't float in the air. I have heard stories like this. Where have you heard a story like this? Oh my, my God! Run! <laughs> Do you hear that? It, it's like an animal! Shut up! Run faster! It is setting the forest alight! It is the devil! Send for our sins! My sins are my business! It's getting closer! Then run faster! I can I can feel the fire! Please! Please don't! Run slow down! Max! He's gone! You said he is just a boy! We can't just leave him! How many other friends have we lost? Not like this! Oh, here it comes again! Our demon! Up ahead! The river. It's bringing the whole world down. Just a little further. Klaus! Now! Jump! Doctor. What's the matter? Look at where he lands us. Look, look at that. It's a cow pet, Philippa. A massive cow pet. Oh, it's a fresh one at that. Oh, don't be such a fast pot. Come on. Connie? And I thought you were ladylike. I'm more interested in the village festivities. I wonder what the occasion is. Well, I'm never one to say no to a party. See you later, mm. stinker. <laughs> now, dear. Right, so, where are we? Well, do you hear what they're singing? Oh, hang on. Are we in France? La Marseillaise. The 
national anthem of France, written in 1792 by Claude Joseph Rouget de. Doctor, I wouldn't. What? No! Oh! Unfortunate parking. That's what I said. Well, aside from the fresh coating on my shoe, we appear to have arrived in a rather pleasant spot. And just in time for the party. Doctor. What? Do you see? They're flying French flags, but, well, they're sort of makeshift, cobbled together. Why would that be? Yes, I see what you mean. Well, going by the local architecture and the attire of the very happy people dancing on that rooftop, I'd say this is... What's up? Ladies, I have a sudden desire to change into a nice clean pair of shoes. Why don't we all just pop back into the TARDIS and when they're... Doctor. We... Mm, what? Mm? This is my time. Isn't it? France during the war. Um, France was occupied, wasn't it? Like in a lower low. So where are all the Nazis then? Uh, my dear Constance, we really should be going. No, Doctor. Tell me, is this it? Is this the end of the war? Um... Looks like a sweet little place, doesn't it? I'll be honest, I'm more of a sick lad myself, Walter, mate. I think this is... Les Steel? Five miles south of Rouen? Or thereabouts? Good gracious, I think the whole village has come out to welcome us. Just like the last town, and the one before that. I can't say it's getting old. Please reconsider. I really don't think you should be seeing this. Oh, those are Allied transports, aren't they? And British uniforms. Oh. You knew we won. Well, the doctor had mentioned this in a very vague and tight-lipped manner that I think was meant to be reassuring. I thought I was being reassured. Oh, but to actually see it, to see the end of the war, Philippa. Oh, this is remarkable. <laughs> doctor, I want the details. Tell me everything. Oh, yes, everything. Now, why don't I tell you about the other, far more delightful places in the universe we could be visiting? The bottomless mud baths of Gillespo, or the mountains of Lombasta. Gravity there is only 5% of what you're used to. So you can bounce from peak to peak. Doesn't that sound nice? Oh, Constance, you should not be seeing any of this. I don't know why well, you just don't tell her. I mean, oh. we've been to all sorts of places in the future with flying cars and all that. And you weren't bothered then. Yes, and you certainly weren't so concerned when we were in Vienna. Constance, knowing that the Allies won the war, visiting post-war Europe, that's all well and good. But actually setting foot into your immediate future and having a good nose around the most important historical event of your lifetime, that's potentially far more dangerous. Well, this doesn't look dangerous to me, Doctor. This looks like a very well-earned party. Oh, come on. Constance, come, you come back here this minute.
We've got time for a little sightseeing, haven't we? That's what I'm intending. Plenty of grateful French lasses to make the acquaintance of. All right. We just need to make sure the radar units are in place before... Hey! Hang on. Harris, look. Her fancy dress. Hey? Coming through the crowd over there. That chap in the extraordinary coat. Blimey. The Luftwaffe would spot him ten miles off. I don't see any American uniforms. Surely we didn't take back France on our own. No, you certainly did not. But this lot must be a British battalion en route through France. Now, these troops still have a war to fight. But for this little French village, well, it's their first taste of peace in four long years. Well, no wonder they're enjoying it. Yes, in all that time, it's been illegal to even gather in a crowd outdoors. And look at them now. So, this is after saving Private Ryan, right? Flip! Private Ryan? You know, after D-Day. Oh. Equally none the wiser. Right, no. I sort of forget you don't know this stuff. Oh, I'm delighted to have surprises like this one. After a war of such suffering. Well, these people are finally happy again. Hey, look at all those posters they've got. Yes. Nice to see the German propaganda's been plastered over. French voices being heard again at last. Victory is near. Oh, you bet it is. Well, near-ish. This one's not so cheerful. Chastisement for the traitors. A lot of them about, are there? Excuse me! Hmm? I said, excuse me! Oh, I think that fella's waving at us! Hooray! I don't know why I'm waving back. He could be any old weirdo. Really, Miss Ramon? He's a gentleman in British uniform. We should go and pay our respects. I must say, it's terrific to see you boys on French soil. Oh, that's not the accent I was expecting. Observing your friend's wardrobe, I was assuming you'd emerged from the Moulin Rouge. Oh, this old thing. Just a bit of make-do and mend in times of short supply. Yeah, he's like Julie Andrews. He pulled down ten sets of curtains to stitch that. I'll take your word for that, Mark. Or like Scarlett O'Hara. Yes, she did that too. See, Connie, you can do pop culture. Oh, do forgive my friends, they're a little overexcited. I'm the Doctor and these two charming ladies are Mrs Constance Clark and Ms Philippa Ramon. Flip, Constance. I'm Walter Curtis, Corporal Walter Curtis. And this is Private Stan Harris. So, if you're not French and you're not with us... Oh! Just tourists in the wrong place at the wrong time. Tourists. It's not been the best of holidays. I'm going to be brutal on TripAdvisor. Ah, but congratulations are due to you boys. I'm sure your journey here has not been an easy one. Ah, well, actually, um, that's a bit of a sticky topic. Oh? How so? Everybody around these parts is so delighted to see us. You almost don't want to correct them, but in the truth... We missed the fight. We missed the fight. Oh, I see. You arrived on D-Day plus... 21. It's <laughs> a bit embarrassing. Flip! No, no, she's right. By the time we set foot in Normandy, all the grand heroism was used up and done. We missed it. Oh, well, that's not your fault. We're all part of the war effort, front line or not. Constance is right. And I'm sure you'll have plenty more opportunities for heroism. Uh, tell me, gentlemen, 
If you arrived 21 days after D-Day, and presumably spent at least a few days in transit to reach this village... Bastille, isn't it? Oh uh, yes, absolutely, Bastille. Then that would put today's date at... Good Lord, is France quite so out of the loop? He's just a bit forgetful, forgetful or thick. You choose. Oh, humour him, please. July 5th. 1944. Well, of course. Yeah. What's all that then? Somebody is not very popular. Two house guests picked up near the woodland fire last night. Those two soldier fellas. Hey, wait a minute. Aren't those Germans, Philippa? There's a German uniform. Prisoners of war. Indeed. And they'll receive better treatment than we would at their hands. Tell that to the crowd. Nice to see you, Bosch. Welcome to unoccupied France. Leave us be. We are beaten. Is that not enough? Don't waste your breath. Well, they certainly look like they've felt the full brunt of the war. Those uniforms are quite badly burned. I reckon that fire's driven them a bit loopy. But well, we see lots of mad Germans on the road these days. What will you do with them? They'll be shifted onto the POW camp in Rouen. And how about your men? Onto Berlin? Tomorrow, yes. We have an unscheduled appointment with a Mr. Adolf Hitler. Oh, dreadful man. Oh, it sounds trite, but... Well, he was. Is. Unless you know more than I do. Oh, no, he is, yes. Doctor, can I pull out here? You can. Excuse us, gentlemen. Certainly. Doctor, I know this is serious, real-life stuff, like Adolf Hitler. Bad, important stuff, but, well... Go on. I've not been to France since I life-swapped with stuck-up little miss Amélie Lapau on the Year 8 French Exchange. Ah, oh. uh, well, um, tell me what you want, Flip. Do you mind if I have a little look around, you know, soak up a bit of the continental culture? Yes, yes, I might join you. I suspect I may learn a little more away from our colourful doctor. Oh, very well. You two go on. I have a few more questions for our new friends here, but Constance... Doctor? Try not to learn too much. Doctor! And I thought we knew each other. Come on, Philippa. Where did you find nice pair of girls like that? Oh, here and there. Here being a very long way from there. Now, please, tell me more about this woodland fire. If by that you mean entirely bewildering and surreal on a gigantic scale, then yes, it's mental. So, you knew the result, but you never thought of asking how we won the match? That doesn't sound much like you, Connie. Oh, I'm not an idiot. I understand why the Doctor thinks it's dangerous. We shouldn't know too much. It was enough for me to know that things had turned out all right. But to actually be here, to see it, to feel the relief of these people, the joy... Oh, it's beautiful. You've got more self-control than me. I'd have been straight on Wikipedia. Is that what you've done for your future? For the 2020s or, or 2030s? Well, no, but... Oh, so there you go. Goodness, what's that? Oh, it looks like a mob to me. Well, who are they crowding around? No idea, but they're screaming. So that's our cue. Yesterday, there was a 600-acre wood just outside this town. Today, there's 600 acres of ash 
Any idea what caused it? Well, we've been getting all sorts of fires around these parts. There's talk of Hitler wanting to burn everything he leaves behind. Scorched earth. But it's not just fires on land. No? I've seen them in the sky. You and your old wives' tales. If you're going on about this again, I'm off. Please yourself. Don't you worry, I will. Oh, hello there, darling. Walter, I'm quite a fan of old wives' tales. A lot of those ladies have rather good hearing. Tell me more. I'm up most nights with our mobile radar units, watching for German night fighters. But the other day... Go on. The night sky is always full of lights. Mm -hmm. Anti-aircraft rounds, planes taking hits. But this was a different kind of light. And this might just be the exhaustion talking, but I'm sure I saw it jump. Jump? And aircraft was on fire. And then the fire seemed to leap across the sky to another plane, as if it was done with the first course and ready for seconds. something heroic. All I see is a load of idiots screaming at a terrified girl. You are Clementine Imperato, are you not? <laughs> that is my name. You are here because you are a collaborator. <laughs> That's not true. I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> Please, you must believe me. What is this? Trial by mob? If she's done something wrong, take her to court. Shh. Don't you shush me. Philippa, please be quiet. Quiet? What? Connie, he's got that poor girl scared out of her wits. Maybe. Maybe she deserves it. What? We have waited four long years for this day. Four years that have seen the France we love humiliated, defaced on such a scale. But today, we have a France back. No more Germans. No more Marshal Peter. No more traitors! I am not a traitor! No, that you are. You cannot lie to France. I never betrayed anyone. I never betrayed France. I In never time, you will face a final justice. But today, as we celebrate the emergence of our France, we will make sure everyone can see exactly what you are. Take her hair. What? You can't just do that! Philippa, I know this is hard to watch, but please take a hold of yourself. Please. I can't believe you're saying this. We, we have to do something. Put yourself in their shoes. France has been through so much humiliation, so much pain, and this woman... Well, they say she betrayed them to the Nazis. To the Nazis, Philippa. 
I may not agree with the method of their justice, but it is still justice. You really believe that? I do. And I must say, if you'd fought this war, if you'd lived this, Philippa, you'd understand. Well, I... I am not just going to stand here. Philippa! Stop! Everybody just stop! Right. Got your attention, you ugly seven-foot bully. Hand them over. Uh, what? The pair of scissors. Oh, never mind. Give them here. Young lady, you will give them back immediately. I won't, you know. Chin up, Clementine. I'm getting you out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? What the doctor would do. Who are you, girl? My name is Philip Hart Ramon, and I do not appreciate seeing defenceless young women abused by big burly men in front of a screaming mob. Whatever you think she's done, she does not deserve this. Nobody deserves this. I'm confused. Are you not a patriot? Hey! Hey, stay back! All of you, stay back! Today is a day for France. Do not obstruct that. Please, stop. This girl is my friend. She doesn't know what she's saying. Connie! I suspect she knows exactly what she's saying. With the mouth of a traitor. Oh, so I'm a traitor now. I only just got here. Doctor. I think there may have been a little misunderstanding here. Misunderstanding? If you'll allow us, we'll be on our way. Doctor, you can't seriously be saying that we should let them do this. Flip, give me the scissors. Doctor, I... I know exactly what you mean, because I feel it too in both hearts, believe me. But I need you to give me the scissors right now. Very likely, this very angry mob will do us some very considerable damage. Here, just take them. I'll give up. Get out, get out, get out. And never give up. There, there, take them. Don't just leave them in the dirt. Give them back to me. Where is your respect? I've done enough to help you today, Lucian. Come on, Constance. Let's be on our way. Excuse me. Excuse me. Doctor, I... Not here. This is not the end of this. You better believe it's not. Carry on. Take her there. People must see what she is. Ah, Walter. Down the sally, Doctor. Let's get you three off the streets. Oh, and you are a lot of help too. Isn't this the kind of thing that the British should be putting a stop to? That's France's business, ma'am. Not how I do it, but it's down to them to run their own house. Exactly. Oh, Philippa, this is not our business. I am not speaking to you. I'm sorry. I really am sorry. I hated seeing you like that. But you're not sorry, are you? You still believe what you've said? Yes. I do. I don't believe you. Philip, Constance is part of this time. Part of the outpouring of emotion we see in this village. Love and hate in equal measure. In a situation like that, sometimes we act differently. We surprise ourselves. Doctor, don't patronise me, please. Well, would you rather I said how I really feel? <laughs> no, there's no need to talk to me like that. You, Doctor, you're just as bad. You let them go on with it and do that to her. 
I thought you were supposed to go around saving people. I can assure you that was not an easy choice, Flip. But it was that or see you set upon by the mob. Yeah, well, I can take them. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But we may have other troubles. Oh, of course. What is it? Robots? Aliens? Because it can never just be about the little people, can it? Like poor Clementine out there. What are you talking about, Doctor? Walter, tell them what you told me. You'll think it sounds mad. Everybody else does, aside from the Doctor. But I've been seeing something in the night sky. This kind of unearthly fire. Walter is manning his radar post tonight. I want us to stay up with him and observe. Very well. Where is your post, Walter? Just outside the village. Little patch by the orchards. Well, then I'm coming too. Now, Philip. No. No, I'm fine. You are not fine, Philippa. Connie, I'm fine. And if I'm not, it's none of your business. Uh, Walter, you must have accommodation here in the village. Certainly. We're in the old schoolhouse. Uh, we're all going to need somewhere to sleep, but I think Ms. Ramon here may need it first. <laughs> You're kidding, right? I'm not. Why don't we head over there now? Yes, good idea. Come on, Walter. Mom. Flip. Come on. You're all acting like you're just off on another adventure. And now you want to put me to bed like a child. Flip, you're right to feel the way you do. Yeah, but Connie... She'll come round. She's just got a different pair of eyes and ears to the ones you have. But she'll get there. I know her well enough to have faith in that. I don't know if... I thought she and I were... And you are. We all are. Take my hand. Okay, Doctor. Hello, Walter. <laughs> Doctor, you gave me a start. Look at that. The heavens full of light, full of fight. <laughs> yes. I don't think the sky's heard that the war is ending. And I'm afraid it won't for a while. Oh, this is quite a contraption you have here. Mobile radar unit. Beautiful, really. Comes in handy on the road. Let's us know exactly where Jerry's flying. Ah. But this technology barely existed before the war. Now you have a portable version. <laughs> I do wish you humans could be so industrious in peacetime. I'm sorry? You humans? Oh, well, figure of speech. Good evening, Walter. Doctor. Constance. Ma'am. Any sign of your fiery friend? Not as yet. Well, keep scanning those skies. That's what we do. Doctor, may I have a word? Oh, uh, excuse us, Walter. How? How is Philippa? Exhausted and angry, and now sleeping. How are you? No, I'm fine. I mean, I don't want Philippa and I to fall out. I really don't, but... But? Well, she doesn't understand. If that young French girl betrayed her people, well... Well, we had spies back home at Bletchley, and they deserved everything they got. Constance, that young French girl... Did you see her get a chance to defend herself? To be represented by counsel? To speak and be heard? No, but... Doctor, this is wartime. Things aren't as neat and tidy as they might be otherwise. Things are messy. I thought the war here was over. Oh, you know what I mean. Doctor! Hmm? Uh, well, what do you see? Here, take my binoculars. Oh, my. What is it? 
There's a Messerschmitt on fire, but, but those flames... You see? It's like I said. The one coming in above the church tower. Yeah, that's him. The flames are twisting and turning all round the fuselage, but the wind, the movement of the aircraft, nothing is changing the shape of the place. Give me those binoculars. Good gracious. You were right to bring us here, Walter. Doctor. I'm just happy to be believed at last. Doctor, that plane. Ah, it's heading this way, isn't it? Very much so. Incoming! We need to get out of here very fast. Well, I do have experience in this. Run! in this. Run! Doctor, that's not. I've seen plenty of planes shot down, and that is not the sound they make. Less talking, more diving over this head. Whatever you say. Now, more running, please. You don't need to remind us. Too late! Constance? Oh, Doctor. Oh, are you all right? Yes, I think so. Oh, where's Walter? Here. Close call for us all. Now, look at that. What? Every flame relies on its fuel, but don't you get the sense that this one might be gorging itself silly? You're right. There's hardly any of the aircraft left. Uh, Well, how about the other thing? Uh, What other thing? Oh, the big smiling face. What? You're right. Our fire has a face. Well, the features are vague, but it's a face nonetheless. Oh, I don't like that at all. I do wish it would stop smiling. How can we make it stop smiling? That is the question of the day. What is it? Well, I'm going to say living flame, but that's a bit broad, isn't it? Why don't I go and have a chat? See if I can get it to introduce itself. Murderous creatures usually quite like to do that. Wait, what about the heat? Oh, I think I can manage to venture a little closer. Uh, You both stay here. Right you are. Be careful, Doctor. As ever. No, I mean, actually do be careful. Now, my smiling inferno, I would offer you a polite universal greeting if I didn't think that... In the absence of seeing any parachutes, you've just cheerfully incinerated the pilots of this plane. That's why I'm not shaking hands. You're really getting through that wreckage, aren't you? So what's so tasty about that? 
but not about me. Should I take offence or feel flattered? And off you go back into the heavens. Sated? Did you get anywhere? No, not very far. Are you not a bit warm, Doctor? Toasty, but not burnt. I think it was enjoying that German aircraft far too much to worry about me. And then it's just gone? Not quite gone. Oh? Every fire leaves its mark behind. It can't help that, so let's take a sample. Doctor, how about this? Ah, perfect. The tiniest ember glowing on a branch. And what a fragile little fellow he is. I think I've got an ideal spot in the TARDIS lab for you, my flickering friend. TARDIS? Oh, not to worry, Walter. Let's call it a night, shall we? Suits me. I'm shattered. You're not going to stay up all night, Doctor. You need some rest, too. Do I? Oh, not when there are so many things to do. Come along, Constance. Uh, I'll see you in the morning, Walter. Mom. Now, let's see what you're made of. Oh, gosh. You do cover a lot of ground for it. <laughs> Choose your next words carefully. Uh. For someone gracefully approaching their first millennium. Mm. Thank you. You know, this is a very interesting twig. What does it tell you? Well, the fire is definitely not of this earth, though I see no match with anything else in collective Time Lord knowledge. But why is it here now? At this moment in time, there must be some connection to the war, or, or to the end of the war. Well, perhaps. Perhaps not. I can see from its molecular signature that it's absorbed that German plane almost entirely. I see traces of metal, petrol, and man. So it's very hungry. It's a scavenger of some kind. A scavenger enjoying the spoils of war. And yet, it wasn't interested in me. Why was I not on the menu? It's not, you know. It's eight o'clock in the morning and time you were up. <gasps> Doctor! Don't just barge in. You're lucky I'm I've not... I've no idea how you human beings sleep for so long. Are you not bored? Come on. <sighs> Where's Connie? Oh, I think she said she was popping out for a pastry or some such. Yeah, well, I'm still not her friend. Yes, I can imagine. Did I miss much last night? Oh, not much. Living fire monster burnt a German fighter plane out of the sky... And it almost landed on us. And then I tried to talk to it, but it flew off. You were probably wise to stay in. Oh, now you're giving me FOMO. Oh. I'm going to need your help, Miss Ramon. You can have it. You can always have it, but I want to... I need to do something first. And that is? You know that French girl from yesterday? Uh -huh. Clementine? I need to find her. Now flip. Doctor, help me or don't help me. But I need to find her. I must say, you seem pretty low on pastry. Uh, that's rationing for you. It's croissant or... well, it's croissant. 
Three, please. Uh, six centimes. Let me buy this for you. Please. Oh, it's you from the square. Lucien, isn't it? That's right. Let me pay. It's the least I can do to apologize for the dramatics with your young friend. Oh, please. I'm quite all right. Uh, how much did you say? Six centimes. Ah. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, I thought I had... Here you go. Now... Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure. I should be on my way. I shall accompany you. Uh, war may be over, but peace has not quite descended. Oh, that's not necessary. I'm fine. Please, I insist. Uh. Here's that colourful mate of yours. From what I've seen, colourful is an understatement. Ah, Walter, there you are. Morning, Doctor. I was expecting a full English for the conquering army, but that's... This village might not think so, but there's still a war on. Beans and a bit of bread will do us fine. I might see if I can pick up something a bit French in the village, so I was hoping for some directions, for food and for a friend. Walter, that girl from yesterday, Clementine. You see, I was trying to be subtle. The collaborator? Let's call her Clementine, shall we? Where do you think I can find her? Doctor, is this a good idea? What? To check that a young girl who's just been assaulted by a screaming mob is doing okay? That sounds like a really, really good idea to me. Anything you can do to help, Walter? I don't want to get involved in all this messy collaboration business. But, you see that French-looking chap over there by the piano? I do. He's our liaison with the French interior. He'll have contacts around the village. I'm sure he can at least point you in the right direction. Right. I'm off. See you later, Doctor. Flip. Yeah? Be careful. Yeah, we'll see. You don't want to go with her? No, I think Flip needs to do this on her own. Now, Walter. Oh, you haven't said yet. That sample you picked up last night. Oh, a little burnt stick. Not much to tell, I'm afraid. But a different thought crosses my mind. About our two witnesses. Witnesses? Those slightly singed German soldiers you have under lock and key. What about them? What are their visiting hours? You're just going to keep walking with me? Yes. I think you're very interesting. <laughs> Do you? Of course. A breath of fresh air. You know my name, but I did not catch yours. Oh, Constance. Constance Clark. You and your friends, you're with the Allies? Yes, that's... Well, yes. <laughs> Let's say yes. Then you have my gratitude. And my apologies, too. The scene you witnessed yesterday. A necessary evil when wars end. Individuals must be held to account. But it is not pleasant. I'm sorry that things became so heightened. Oh, believe me, I understand. My friend, she just... Well, she has some very modern views on things like that. But I know what your people must have been through. Why yesterday was necessary. It has not been easy. As a member of the Resistance... Resistance? You're part of the French Resistance. There is no longer any need to lower your voice. The Resistance helped to win the war. Oh, yes, I imagine you did. I... Well... I'm a little bit behind on the news, but I've always cheered you and your brave countrymen on from back in Blighty. 
Oh, you must be overjoyed to have your country back. I almost don't recognize her, my France. I hope there is enough of her left to be revitalized, to be herself once more. Oh, I'm sure of it. Then I must borrow some of your optimism. Back home, we never had to face the invasion you have. The violation must be horrendous. In the early days, some people thought occupation was a sort of peace. The first Germans were polite. They brought chocolate and smiles. Some of our citizens thought that if we could learn to live with them, we could still have a sort of freedom. And we'd never have to fight again. Oh, no, you can't live with monsters like that. No. When I saw the swastika flying from the Eiffel Tower, I knew it was madness to think we could live like this, as mice among cats. Many of my friends who thought they could are now dead. Many who always thought it lunacy are also dead. We have all suffered. That is why you saw such anger yesterday. I think you've earned that right. That's what my friend doesn't understand, that you've earned the right to be angry. I'm relieved to hear you say that. Yes? Oh, sorry, I, I was... I was hoping we could talk. Please, leave me alone. Hey, look, I'm not trying to give you grief. I, I just want to help. You, you're the girl from before. Actually, I think you'll find you're the girl from before. What do you mean? I, I... Mind if I come in? Here you are. Mm. It's not much of a prison, but it'll do the job for two exhausted POWs. Everything gets recycled in war, doesn't it? A schoolhouse becomes soldiers' digs, and a hay barn becomes a cell block. Anyway, it's only temporary. Yes. Speaking of which, any news on when your convoy departs? We're the last to know. Sometime today, I'd imagine. But these Nazi boys are staying on here under village guard until the relief party arrives in a few days. Well, come on then, let's meet your enemy. Well, your old enemy. It's all right, gents. He's with me. We just want to have a word with our two friends. All yours, Doctor. Thank you. Good morning, gentlemen. Leave us be. Now, you haven't even heard what I have to say. Leave Jürgen be. But you can talk to me. I've had enough of talking to Jürgen. It's mutual. So, you're Jürgen, and you are... Klaus. Klaus. I'm the doctor. Tell me about what you saw in the woods. Would you... Would you like something to drink? Oh, don't worry about hosting and stuff. You've been through plenty. Sit down. I'm sorry I, I didn't recognize you at the door. Most of the people who knock, well, I don't get a lot of visitors I'm happy to let in. No? Well, I'm different. Yes, I think so. I'm Flip, by the way. Philippa, but you can call me Flip. I'm Clementine. Clem. Clem? Oh, Clem, your head. They've been so rough with you. One woman in the crowd was calling it the hairstyle of 44. Like a joke. That's not funny. It will heal. And hair grows back. Well, that's not the point. They had no right to do that to you. They call it purification. 
as if I am a stain to be wiped clean. I can't tell you how angry it made me. I noticed. Where I'm from, we don't let grown men cut off the hair of young girls. Not unless it's down the salon and you've paid them 30 quid. I wasn't going to stand for it, I couldn't. But look at all the good it did. At least you tried. But they have decided that I am their enemy now. Even in peacetime, we still want enemies, I think. Enemies? Who just happen to be women? I didn't see any of the fellas getting that treatment out there. It's funny, that. I think many egos are bruised. They say that I have dishonoured them. But I think they have done that all by themselves. I wanted to ask you. They said you were a collaborator, but what did you actually do? Collaborator. It sounds like I am a spy or a traitor or worse. But so many are guilty like I am. They just hide it better. They call me a horizontal collaborator. Horizontal? Oh, hang on. All I did, all I dared to do, was fall in love. May I buy you a coffee, perhaps? I can't imagine coffee's in strong supply around here. This cafe can provide water, milk, and I carry some ground coffee beans, courtesy of my friends on the black market. <laughs> That's rather elaborate of you. Well then, yes, yes, I'll have a cup of coffee. Please, sit down. Hot water and milk, please, twice. And you know the glorious thing? No more curfew. We could sit out here till midnight if we wanted to. Well, that's very optimistic of you. Tell me about the resistance. You must have lived some exciting times. <laughs> Mostly it was a lot of skulking around. Cutting wires, letting down tires. Relaying information from your British radio. Not like my brothers in the Marquis raising an army in the mountains. My resistance was hidden under German noses. Well, those little acts win wars. It is the little things. Do you know what I've enjoyed most since the Allies came? Writing. Writing what? Anything. The resistance never wrote anything down. Not a note, not a diary, entry, not a word. For fear of it betraying us. For fear of the Gestapo. Now, I plan to write, volumes upon volumes, to leave a distant trail of words sneaking out behind me. Well, that's a wonderful thing to do. I shall write of the Germans and the atrocities they have committed, of the friends I have lost, good friends executed for the most infantile of reasons. Oh, Lucien, I'm sorry. My words shall be the truth that the world must hear. I shall document their crimes, and I shall document the manner in which we strike back at them now. Oh, what do you mean, strike back? The war is ending. Constance, they have shamed and broken my country. It may be that they have ruined it forever, that the France I loved is truly, truly gone. And that terrible favor deserves to be repaid. It was a fire, 
but not a fire as you might imagine it. That sounds familiar. This fire gave chase. It took Max. Max? He was 19, a boy, and it pounced on him as an animal would. Burned him up till he was nothing. But you got away. Barely. You have us tied up here. But what does fire care about ropes and wooden barns? That demon has plans for us. For all of Germany. Germany in particular? You, you think it's targeting your forces? I have heard my countrymen talk of such a creature. Hunting our people. We have been beaten. Truly beaten. And still the demon comes for us. You have not heard of it attacking the Allies or the French? No. Only us. We hid in the river and thought that the water protected us. But the currents divide the woodland from the village. Perhaps the fire just did not want to risk the local people. Well, I've not often sided with men wearing your uniform, but I would like to stop this demon taking any more lives of any nationality. Maybe we deserve to be hunted. Maybe this is justice. Nobody deserves to be hunted. I like to believe there is always hope. Hope for you, too. That is a child's sensibility. You do not know us, nor what we have done. The war is over, our lives are over. This fire aims to purge us from the earth, and maybe doing so does the world a favor. When the Germans came, I was working in one of the restaurants. We were quite popular with our officers. Most of them were loud and arrogant and stupid. But one night, there was a soldier who spoke to me, spoke kindly to me, and in private he said he was sorry for what we were living through in France. His name was Alois. Um, was? He is dead. Oh, Clem. This was not his war. Alois joined alongside his friends and brothers out of duty, but not passion. I thought I would hate him. I really wanted to hate him. But he was a good man. He made me laugh. And it was not a time of laughter. And you and him were? Yes. In secret, but we were together. And in those early days when we still had food and fashion and a little freedom, it seemed like we might have a future. But he was a Nazi. I mean, you were in love with a Nazi. I've seen enough movies to know that's not good. He was not like them. He was just a man. And the stories we hear now, the awful stories, he knew nothing of that, I'm sure. What happened to him? He was called up to join the German forces at Stalingrad. Stalingrad's bad, isn't it? I did that one in history. It took me weeks to hear that he died. One of the German soldiers mentioned it to another in the restaurant like it was old news. And I could have screamed right there. But I had to be quiet. I bit my lip until it bled. I'm so sorry. And because of this, I am a collaborator. Well, what did they say? Uh, they've seen what we have seen. And with the loss of their young friend, 
They have suffered more for it. You can't expect me to feel sorry for them. No, I don't. But they spoke of the fire attacking German troops at the expense of all other potential targets. They think it's hunting Germans. So it's on the Allied side? Now, Walter, I wouldn't go... But hang on. It tried to smash a plane down on top of us. But it didn't kill us. Well, I thought its appetite was sated when it sat there laughing at us. But maybe we just weren't the meal it ordered. Or the one that it was ordered to consume. How does a fireball know which side is which in a war? I have a nasty feeling somebody may have told it. Constance, are you an eye of a like mine? Well, I've always believed in fairness. Do as you wish to be done by. And at the end of something as horrible as this war, there has to be some justice. But you're talking about revenge, aren't you? That feels different, don't you think? It's the same thing. Fairness, equality, an eye for an eye. Where are you going? I want to show you justice in action. Then you can tell me if it feels like revenge or something more honourable. Lucien! I may have understood why you cut that girl's hair off yesterday, but I'd rather not No, see. no, it's not like that. It's something a little more impressive. My days of cutting cables and letting down tires are over. Follow me, Constance. Come and see justice. Um, things are going to get better. I know they will. Oh, please, you cannot know that. All these celebrations, it's like it's New Year's Eve and everyone's drunk. You get fights, right? People making prats of themselves. It'll calm down. Perhaps. I meant to ask your friend, uh, the woman who tried to stop you... Uh, Connie. Uh, oh, Constance. Yeah, she certainly made a prat of herself. Were you able to make peace? <sighs> Not yet. Do you ever have that thing, Clem, when you think you know someone really well and you really like them and they just do something from out of nowhere and you just think, oh, I didn't know you could do that. And you just see a whole different side to them. And then you start thinking, maybe I've been reading you completely wrong this whole time. Maybe I don't really know you at all. She reacted as most people I know would have. She's been through her own war grown her own anger. Wow. You're forgiving her? Well, we are at peace. Lucia! Slow down! Oh! Uh, this is it. We're here. Where? Where? What's going on? And it's a fitting spot in the company of our greatest traitor. I feel unwell whenever I pass this statue. Oh, that's Marshal Pétain, isn't it? Well, I can't imagine that will last long now. It will not. And nor will the other traitor in our midst. Meaning? That apartment up there. Ah. Yes, what about it? That is the home of a collaborator. A traitor. Lucian, please. Oh, you're getting carried away. The girl from the square. Clementine. I'm sorry? You're saying she lives in that apartment? Lucia, what are we doing here? Cutting her hair. 
It's not enough. Really, is it? For what she did, it's not enough. Oh, I think you did plenty. It's not enough. Cigarette? What? No, I don't smoke. Oh, shame. That one. Clementine. She's yours. I beg your pardon? So far, true justice has been served only to the Germans, but we have to be prepared to serve it to our own whenever they deserve it. Anything else would be hypocrisy. from the village? Looks like a bad one. Huh? And the timing could not be worse. How so? Local amenities are in a pretty terrible state. Our boys will have to play at being firemen. Then they should start playing right away. This is whip it to all units. 
reporting a pretty severe fire in the village, Clocktower Square. Suggest requisition of local firefighting equipment. Over. I have a very bad feeling about this. We'll sort it out, Doctor. Fire is not our friend. And I haven't seen my friends since dawn. I need to be sure they're safe. Doctor, wait for our boys. Fire won't wait. Come on, Walter. <laughs> we have to find a way out. I can't breathe. <laughs> Take us out. Cover your face. <laughs> you take one, too. <laughs> Doctor, we could really use your help right now. My friend who stood up to you. That seems like an incredible coincidence. Doctor! Doctor! Oh, Constance! Oh, help me! Oh, Flip, she's inside. I, I can't get through the door. It's red hot. Lucien, you must. He's gone! Oh, don't get me started on Lucien. Come on, Doctor! All right. If Walter's boys are still away, off, I think this calls for some people hour. And. Aha! Aha, what? That statue. Marshal Pitter. Such a popular chap. But today, he's our hero. <laughs> Clem? <laughs> Clem? Open your eyes. <laughs> oh, this is not good. Help! <laughs> Help! Please, <laughs> if you could hear me, open the door. <laughs> Doctor! <laughs> is that you? Took your blazing time, didn't you? Creature of fire, 
Do you understand me? Can we communicate? Again, hesitates. But you see that? It's growing outwards like... Like it's pointing. Pointing at me. Yes, I believe you're right. Why you? Why not just incinerate the lot of us? Unless Clementine is the target it's been given. If this is an assassination, it's suddenly become a very public one. If you want Clementine, you'll have to burn through every innocent in this square to get to her. Oh, up it goes. It's called off, no doubt. And I think I know by whom. Oh, it's the fire brigade. Doctor. Better late than never. Hello, Walter. Oh, don't say I'm late to the fight again. Mercifully, for now, the fight is over. All we have left is a smouldering apartment. Sorry, Clementine. So am I. But at least we are still breathing. All right. Everybody, stand down. Fire's out. Apologies, Walter. But the effort was appreciated. No, Doctor. I'm the sorry one. I bring bad news. Oh. You can't just go. Afraid we can, Doctor. We head out right away. Marching orders from London, we crack on to Berlin to face the Chief Wolf himself. Oh, you only just got here. Stay and be heroes a little longer. My dear, the war in your village may be over, but the war in Europe rages on. We are required. It doesn't feel like the war's quite done here yet. I reckon a whole new fight's just getting started. Walter, your men must stay. This village is in tremendous danger. You try telling that to my superiors. A living hunting animal ball of fire. What are they going to say to that? But you believe it? Of course. But I'm just daft old Walter with my lights in the sky. They have Adolf Hitler to worry about. Then we have a problem. Doctor, we need to talk in private. Urgent private? Urgent private. Well, I'm coming too. Flip. Private is you, me and him. The TARDIS gang, okay? We count as private. Walter, Clementine, would you excuse us for a moment? Right. Private enough for you? You're still angry with me. Yeah. And okay, saving me from a burning building is a definite step in the right direction. But just before that pointing fire thing turned up, Clem was telling me exactly what she's done to be labelled such a traitor. Flip, please. No, Doctor. Oh. No! Do you know what Clementine did? What she did that was so bad that they took her hair? Tell us. She had a fling with a German. A fling with a German. I mean, I did that at Butlin. Oh, Flip. I'm sorry for what happened to your friend, but... Well, you said it yourself. She consorted with the enemy. With a Nazi. Now, that has consequences. Now, they weren't all Nazis. They weren't all like that. That is true. Well, I think you're both being very naive. Naive. And look... This is beside the point. We need to talk about Lucia. Yes, Lucia. He was there outside Clementine's flat and then didn't stay to help. No, because he made that fire happen. What? He stood there right in front of me and he, he made a face like he was in some kind of trance and well, he mentioned Clementine's name and then the fire came out of his cigarette lighter. What? I promise you. And it attacked that flat. He gave it a target. Clementine. I'm sorry, why was he standing right in front of you? 
Excuse me? This man. This man who led a mob to catch a terrified young girl <sighs> and then had someone take a pair of scissors and cut off all of her hair. You were just hanging out with this man, having a nice chat. It was innocent. He took me for coffee. He took you for a coffee? Oh, OMG, I can't believe you, Connie. You call us naive and you were... You were flirting with him. Flip, please. Philippa, you are being ridiculous. You don't need to convince me Lucien's in the wrong. He summoned up a board of fire to try and kill you. I'm not a fool. Well, you're doing a pretty good impression. This <sighs> trance he went into, he didn't use any equipment, no communication devices? No, he just closed his eyes. Oh, some kind of psychic link, then. Assuming Lucien is human... Barely human. Assuming he's human, is he acting as some kind of... Terran guide to this creature? Why would he do that? Well, if we assume our fireball scavenger being here during one of the bloodiest moments in Earth history is no coincidence, then I theorize that it feeds off heightened emotion, particularly negative emotion, hate. Plenty of that round here, despite the party. So, it's hungry for things that are full of hate, or things that are the target of hate. Somehow it made a connection with Lucia and now he's pointing this fireball in the direction of whatever he recommends are the best bites. Before it was the Germans. Lucien was using the fire as a weapon of the resistance. But now the war is ending, he has new enemies. Traitors. Collaborators. Essentially anyone Lucien is angry with. Does that include us? I'm sure it must do now. We were lucky not to be on the menu previously. And there are enough people in the universe that hate my guts to make me quite the delicacy. Yeah, maybe don't mention that to him. And then, this is precisely the moment that Walter and his friends decide to drive off and keep us in the lurch. Walter! <laughs> Philip, uh, are we... Come on. The doctor needs our help. Yes. Yes, of course. You know, your men will be missed. We haven't done anything. We just drove in, now we're driving out. It's far more than that, I think. Walter! Uh, doctor, just in time for goodbyes. Please, leave us with a squad of men. Any you can spare. All we're leaving behind are these POWs. That's it, I'm afraid. A lot of use that is. You were so keen to catch up with the fight, but you found it here. Doctor, I'm sorry. I'm genuinely sorry, but we're moving out. Walter, listen. We think that the fire is being used as a weapon. By Lucian. Yeah. So come on, we need your help. By Lucian? You're sure? I'm afraid so. Then you should go to the local authorities. Oh. The French police are just getting up and running again. Maybe they can help. Against a fire monster? We need an army. There's nothing I can do. No, it would seem not. Look, if you can find some proof, anything that could help me sell this to the higher-ups, then contact me. Yeah, to tell you this whole village has been wiped off the map. Flip! You see that crate over there? Radio transmitters. Grab a few of them and keep in touch. Walter, this is a mistake. Okay, drive on. Goodbye, all of you. I hope we meet again. I do. Walter! Right. What do we do now? We find Lucia. We try to reason with him. With someone like that. Well, we have to try. Then uh, I think I know where you can find him.
I do like the look of the special. Nice to see so many things back on the menu. Thank you. Ah, I didn't see you on the specials list. No, I can't imagine you did. I was hoping to have a word, Lucia. By all means. You asked before if we were of a like mind. Well, I'll confess, I did find myself agreeing with you. Justice is important, fairness is important, and you have every right to be angry. But not like this. Constance, unless I'm mistaken, you are not French. And so I don't think you can understand my anger in the slightest. Lucien, at some point, we all need to be able to forgive and move on. Look around you. Your people are celebrating. Why not do that? Why not be happy? I will. But not yet. Not while there is work to be done. Where are your friends? They're around. Not very good at hiding. Here comes your doctor. Oh, doctor. I said I... Hello, Lucia. Constance, mind if I join you? Certainly. No, absolutely. Go ahead. Invent new plans. That's fine. And me too. Don't forget little old me. Hello, Lucien. I don't think we've been properly introduced. I'm Flip. You cut off my friend's hair. And where is the dear collaborating Clementine? Well, seeing as you want to set fire to her, she's keeping a low profile. A sensible girl. I had no idea. How does it work, Lucien? Your connection to the fire? What fire? I saw you summon it. Like a magician, you cast your spell and fire sprang forth. Are you a magician, Lucien? I am not. I am a good Samaritan being rewarded. <laughs> That's a laugh. You share a psychic connection, don't you? With an alien creature. Are you alien? <laughs> Please. I'm French. Then how? You have a captive audience. One that will actually believe what you say. Make the most of us. Would anyone care for a light? That's it, isn't it? That's the fire thingy. It's a bit small, isn't it? It's folded in upon itself a thousand times over. That tiny flame could contain the power of a nuclear reactor. I'd be very careful with that if I were you, Lucien. I have nothing to worry about, Doctor. In that case, maybe some small talk. How did the two of you meet? She is a Furio. Furio? You heard of him? Not at all. Which makes her rather special. Go on, Lucia. I found her on the first night of the year. There was a new crater in the woods. I thought a bomb had fallen. It had not. Nestled in the pit was a tiny glowing spark, fallen like a shooting star. She was so close to being snuffed out, so fragile, like France herself. And then she spoke to me. A tiny glowing spark spoke to you? Sounds like you had your own Tinkerbell or something. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. What she spoke in your mind? In my mind. She said she was hungry and that she had smelt our war on the solar winds. She has a taste for hate. 
and as she consumes it, she removes it, cleanses it. Fascinating. And perhaps she saw the anger in you, the many targets of your hate, and she chose to learn from you, to have you lay her table. Perhaps. And you set her on the Germans? Why would I not? After years of delivering tiny paper cuts to my enemies, I could finally use an axe. Lucien, your war is over. Send her home. No. My work is not yet done. Her work is not yet done. Years of Vichy rule have shown us that we cannot trust our politicians. We cannot trust our courts. Germany has humiliated us, and stupid girls like Clementine have betrayed us. I must have justice for that, where our leaders will falter. So my fire will burn until they, Germans and traitors, are all scorched from this earth. I... we cannot allow you to do that. No way. And Constance? What do you say? Connie? The doctor's right. We cannot let you do this. I'm sorry to hear that. I am. But you have no say in the matter. Well, there are three of us and there is one of you. Firstly, I have a fire demon living in my cigarette lighter. Secondly, I am among a great many friends. Let me introduce you to them. Long live France! Long live France! Ah. Okay, now I reckon you might just have the numbers on your side. Lucia, what are you doing? The Allies are gone, my dear Constance. There is only the resistance and my fire. My friends, take them. They are collaborators. A threat to France. What? A threat to us. Uh, put them in with the German dogs where they belong. No, uh, wait. Uh, Come now, there's no need to shove. Hey, get off. I mean it. If you touch me again, I'll hit you. What are you going to do with us, Lucia? What you deserve. You are traitors now. Put them in the barn. Oh, Ow! Lock the doors! Lucia! It's a shame, Constance. In another time... Jürgen, we have company. You know I would dearly love to be left alone. I don't think we get to decide that. Come on. Oh. Oh. oh, they've locked us in. You don't think... No, you wouldn't. Sadly, I'm not so sure. Maybe before the war you'd have been right. Doctor, what brings you back to us? Klaus, we are all prisoners now. And we need to find a way out of here together, because quite imminently, we may all feel rather warm. He means on fire. That's what he means. Then untie us. Yes, go ahead, Flip. Well, untie the Nazis? You're sure? Well, we have bigger problems that require more hands on deck. Well, right, but no funny business. Ah, thank you. So, have you got a way out? Oh, you think we have an escape tunnel? Well, do you? 
Of course, it's just over here. We were just waiting for you to arrive so we could use it. Oh, good! We've joined forces with sarcastic Nazis. Doctor, this bigger problem... Klaus, you spoke of a fire demon that stalked your men and killed your friend. Yes. And I'm afraid she's outside. They're, they're making a run for it. Well, that is one small portion of good news. What about Lucia? Uh, he's still there. Just him and his big fiery pal. I suppose it does come as quite a shock when you realise your leader is consorting with a gigantic ball of flame with a very big smile. Good God. The fire is larger. Quite considerably larger than before. I'm not surprised. She started as a tiny spark, but she's gobbled up a few German aircraft since you last met. Doctor, what do we do? understand that you are extremely hungry. I hear emotions are your favorite morsel. Great big war-infused <laughs> angry emotions. Well, I think you're doing a terrific job. Good riddance <coughs> to all that hate and bile. Doctor, what is it going on about? Shh. This. I have a little suggestion for you, dear Furio. <laughs> now, I know you've been directed to devour us, but that's just a bit of guidance, isn't it? A recommendation rather than an order, and there's not really much hate in this room. Well, we're all quite nice, really. Boringly nice. But I can tell you about a feast. A great feast of hate and anger, though. If you don't hurry, you'll miss it. Yes, I thought you'd like that. What's he doing? <coughs> I don't know. Not dead yet, so he has my full support. Within the last couple of hours, a convoy of Allied troops has left this village. They are now en route to a city, packed with every emotion that this war has ever produced. The people there hate and are hated in equal measure. A huge, great, swirling cauldron of 
every despicable deed humanity is capable of. That's fear, hubris, guilt. It's a tasting menu of emotional delights for someone as exquisitely cultured as you. Doctor, are you sure about this? Then I'll be quiet. And dear Curio, all you need to do is follow that convoy. Let the Allies lead you right to your feast. But if you waste time worrying about us, you'll never catch up with them. Now go and be led to Berlin. But, Doctor, all those people... Just turn around and fly out the way you came. Pretty much a straight line. And you'll see those brave allied boys pretty soon. We'll go on! What are you waiting for? Off you go! Off she goes like a rocket. Oh, she must be hungry. What? Where are you going? What have they done to you? What have they done? Come back! Oh, blimey! You did it. We are alive. Yeah, for now. Well, kind of her to leave a nice big hole for us to exit by. Come on, you lot. Doctor, what have you done? Constance, wait. Everything I... you said about forgiveness, about peace. You've sent that fireball to a city of men, women, and children. I... You've signed their death sentences, Doctor. I... Hundreds of thousands of them, just to save our skins. Doctor, what have you done? about forgiveness, about peace. You've sent that fireball to a city of men, women and children. Yeah, I... You've signed their death sentences, Doctor. Yeah, I... Hundreds of thousands of them just to save our skins. Doctor, what have you done? Now, Constance, let me explain. Actually, hold on to that thought. There's one very important thing I must do first. What? You're in the middle of telling me off! Lucien! Constance, what are you... Hey, hey, wait! I'm not usually one for fisticuffs, but you deserve this. Oh. Ah! Oh. 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 Wow! Did you see that? Yes, quite the left hook. You, you hit me! I did, and it felt rather good. Well, not so much in my hand, but oh, in my heart. Connie, that was amazing! 
And you had that coming, Lucian. That's what you get. This is the man who controls the demon? This is he. Although I think she's becoming more independent these days. Typical teenager. Now, would you gentlemen oblige me by restraining dear Lucien for now, gently? We can do gentle. <laughs> that doesn't look very gentle. <laughs> War changes your perspective on these things. Let me go! She'll come back for me, and then you'll all burn! I get the impression that your fiery girl has bigger fish to fry, which brings me back to... Ah. Doctor, um, why on earth would you send that horrendous thing onto a massively populated city? Our lives aren't worth that. Well, well... Tell me you have a dazzling plan that I don't yet understand. Oh, please, tell me that. Well, no, 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 well, plan is a rather strong word. Oh, Doctor... I prefer gamble to plan, or highly optimistic venture. Oh. Let's call it that, shall we? We needed a way out of that burning barn, whatever it took. And Berlin was the first credible target that came to mind. Perhaps not my best idea. It was an idea that kept us alive. But of course we're, we're not going to let that Furio even reach the German border. How are we supposed to stop it? She's massive and flying and made out of fire. Lucien's connection is the key. The kind of suggestion I might make would only ever succeed in mildly diverting the Furio. We'll need Lucien's help to do something more drastic. And now that Constance has punched him in the nose, maybe he's more likely to comply. <laughs> I am not. Oh, we'll see. Klaus, could you tie him up for me? Lucien is going on a little journey, and we're going to need some suitable transportation. <sighs> Flip, I saw the fire. Uh, you're all all right. Clem. Oh, hi. I like the beret. <laughs> They've been illegal for years, but perfect for today. I'm forming my own little resistance. Oh, oh don't make me laugh. Nice to see you too, Lucien. Anyway, what have I missed? Clementine, we need to give chase to a flying inferno and we don't have much time. Now, my means of transportation is a little unpredictable. Say that again. So what can you recommend in the local vicinity? You know, Doctor, you may just have come to the right farm. You're quiet, Water, mate. Oh, I've just got a feeling of having left things behind. What can we do? Mr. Hitler needs dealing with first, right? Hitler is one evil. But I saw another back in that village and I've left my friends to face it. Just another fight that I've not been present for. What the... Radar's going crazy. Fighters in the daytime. That's rare these days. I don't think it's fighters, Harris. I'm seeing one single reading. A big one. And it's heading right this way. Oh, she is a beauty. Isn't she? Now, I know this. It's a... It's a de Havilland tiger moth, yes? That's right. Oh, they used to fly these over our cottage when I was young. I've not seen one in years. So, what's it doing here? The farmer, he's been using it as a crop duster. And you won't mind if we... He's my uncle, he'll be fine. In fact, I think he'd approve. Keys are under the seat. Excellent. And who's going to fly her? Ahem. You? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, seriously, you. 
Well, I can't confess to having piloted this particular model before, but if you can man a TARDIS, I'd say you can deal with most vehicles. Oh, forgive me if I'm dubious. We can just about squeeze a pilot and two passengers in there. Who's coming with me? Me? This sounds awesome. You're both mad. You won't get me in that, not with him flying. Yeah. I'll come. You'll need someone who knows the countryside around here. Good. We'll try and slow the Furio down in the sky. Constance, I'll need you to transport our friend Lucia. Lucia? Why me? I think you know him a little better than we do. Maybe you can talk some sense into him. Now, come on, everyone. All aboard. Well, and how are we meant to keep up with you? I may be able to help with that. Good heavens. A beauty, is she not? Oh, she's very... German. I've seen cars like these on the newsreels. It's a Mercedes-Benz 540K. Zafura drives one, or drove one, but who gives a thought for him now? I rode this car into Paris in 1940, victorious in a different life. Now she hides in a nasty French garage, waiting to be discovered and defamed. I will drive you wherever you need to go, however fast you need to go. Then you'll help us. I never thought I'd be pleased to hear that from a Nazi. The cause we fought for doesn't care if we live or die. Perhaps it never did. Your enemy is our enemy. So we fight together. Well, thank you. Welcome. Now, get in. Berlin awaits. Did you hear that? Hear what? Like someone threw a big piece of wood on the fire. Oh. Oh my. Harris, look! What am I looking at? Something on fire. Large and fiery and on our tail. I need to radio this in. Blimey. Walter. This is your living nightlight, isn't it? It is, you know. There are 400 men on this convoy, and according to you, they're all about to be incinerated by my imagination. No, I know it sounds insane, but just look out of your window. We have incoming, a big fiery incoming, over. There! You heard that, didn't you? I'm not making this up. We need to speed up and start shooting at it. Over! Not seen you like this before, Walter. I've been wanting to get into the fight. Well, here we go. That's it! Keep firing! Over! Oh, I've no idea if bullets even work on giant fireballs. That thing is getting bleeding close. Yes. Far too close, I can feel the heat. <sighs> Speed up! Come on, can't we go any faster? It's not going to be enough. Come on! We can't lose my first fight! Walter! Can you hear me? Over! Doctor? Doctor, where are you? Look up! Oh, good grief! Turns out I'm not quite the best of pilots, but good enough to keep our little tiger moth in the sky. Just about. Not quite the best of pilots is putting it mild. This is worse than Fort Park. Fort Park? Where's that? Never mind. Doctor, we're coming up fast on the swirling ball of hate. Indeed we are. Right up behind her. The first thing's first. 
Walter! You have to stop your convoy! Over! What? Doctor, that thing is right behind us! We can't stop now! We'll all be burnt alive! Over! You won't, you know! The Furio isn't hunting you! She's following you! Over! It's the same thing, surely! She wants to keep you very much alive! You are leading her towards the most hateful beast imaginable! And I know because I sent her there! What? I promise you'll be safe! Okay, Doctor, leave it with me. Over. Doctor, are you sure they'll be safe? Well, probably she wants Berlin, and I think she'll wait to be shown the way. Right, you heard him. You're serious? Stop the convoy? I've not known that colourful man long, but it's surprising how much I find myself trusting him. Rip it to all cars. Stop your engines. Repeat. Stop your engines. Over. What? Are you crazy? Trust me. Complete stop, please. You better be right about this, Walter. The convoy! It's slowing down! I really hope you're right about this, Doctor. All those troops down there are going to be barbecued! We just need to buy Mrs. Clark some time. We need to distract a Furio. Go on, men. How are we supposed to do that? I need you to think happy thoughts. You have to be kidding me. Now, your big daft mate was right. That fireball, it's just stopped. It's just set up there in the sky like, like it's looking at us. That's your plan? Think happy thoughts? I'm serious. The Furio is attracted to hate. So I'm hoping the exact opposite of that will give her chronic indigestion. You are crazy! Why do I always end up doing crazy things with you? Both of you, summon up the happiest memories, the most splendiferous thoughts you have. Then I can use this tiger moth like a ball and chain of positivity to clatter our fiery foe. I'm afraid life's not been too happy for a while, Doctor. Yeah, you see? You're even making Clem feel bad. Great plan. All right, I'll go first. Roasting hornflowers on the roof of the academy. What? We were never allowed onto the roof, but it was the most beautiful view of the Panopticon. So I stuck up there one sunrise and sat and roasted myself a whole batch of tasty hornflowers. And just quietly took in the view as I ate them. And it made me happy. <laughs> Let's see how our Curio feels 
about French toast. It's working! Good old Jared! Good old Jared! You know, the Doctor's not a bad pilot after all. He's flying loops around that fire thingy. This ain't the time to be handing out compliments. But I'll tell you what, that's a pretty impressive set of wheels. I'm sorry? It's one of them big posh German cars, driving like the clappers. Hangabelle! Doctor! What? Down there! That must be Connie's motor! Ah! Klaus, you appear to be driving rather fast. <laughs> this is the speed the engine was designed for. You liar. Oh, there they are! The convoy! It stopped. That seems like a bad idea. Where do you want me to drive to, miss? No, keep moving for now. Do laps if you have to. I can do laps. Goodness. Looks like the doctor's actually doing pretty well up there. He doesn't stand a chance in that little paper plane. Oh. Constance, can you hear me, Omar? Doctor, I can see and hear you. Shouldn't you be concentrating on flying that plane? Over. Don't worry. I can multitask. Over. That is absolutely not true. Over. Constance, we're keeping this fireball busy. But we need Lucia if we're going to win this fight. Over. What do you need us to do? Over. Lucia's connection with the Purio is a unique one. He's the only one who can really call her off. He needs to let her know that the war here is truly over. And to have her listen to me, actually properly listen. That's our only hope. Over. That won't be easy, Doctor. Over. I know you can do it. Over. Doctor! Watch out! Good luck, Constance. Over and out. Right then, Lucia. You have me tied up in a German car, driven by Nazis, and you're asking me to forfeit the greatest weapon that France has ever had? Why should I even think of helping you? That was too close! I think she knows what we're trying to do. She can hear what Constance is saying to Lucien. All that happy stuff was working before. Clem, what is your happy thought? Oh, please, Flip, I can't! How about... How about Alois? Please, Flip! I know it's sad and that's probably really not helpful right now. But I bet you had some good times. Just think about one of them. That's all. Do I need to tell you what it is out loud? Not if you don't want to. It can be private. Just think of Alois. I can do that. Some privacy at last. All right. I have... I've got something. When we were happy. Okay, Doctor. Go for it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Probably far too honest. When we spoke this morning, when we had coffee, I thought... Well, I... I, I liked you. I... It was a mutual feeling. Oh, you've been through so much hurt. So much pain. And I see now what it's done to you. If you understand it, let me do it. Let me finish this. But that is not the answer. I've spent every minute of this war hating the Nazis. 
letting that hate build up until it became so normal it became boring. It became easy. It was so easy to have enemies and blame them and hate them. But peace is harder than war. You have to find somewhere else for that anger to go, but it has to go somewhere. You can't keep hold of it or you're lost. I am not lost, Constance. I'm redeeming France. I'm redeeming my country and my countrymen. When I saw your people take that girl's hair yesterday, I was angry. With her, I thought she deserved it. I really, truly did. But when I imagine her face now, I just see my own hate, my own pointless, boring, hurtful hate. And that's all about me. You see, that's, it's not about her. Makes me ashamed, truly ashamed. You want to cleanse this entire country, but you see, France isn't dirty, it isn't ruined. People aren't ruined, you are not ruined. There is still hope. Oh, please, Lucia, believe me. to the rear. Aircraft down. Over. Uh, 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 Flip, Clementine, can you hear me? Uh, uh, oh, wow. Oh. That hurt quite a lot. Uh, 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 oh, you're okay, I think. Clementine? I live. Oh. Doctor, it's coming down for us. Oh, my. It's Connie! Furio! Hear me! Lucia! I feel your thoughts. Please, you must listen to me. Please, calm your fires. Philip, are you alright? Connie, you did it! Nothing has been done just yet. Lucia, is she ready? She will listen to your words. I'm afraid that's not enough. I'm sorry? We need more than a parley. I need you to sever your tie to the Furio completely. What? You made an incredibly strong psychic imprint on her when she arrived on this planet. Like a baby seeing its parent for the first time. And while she's connected to you, we'll only be able to bounce her between unlucky cities. But 
I need her much further away. I need you to give your teenager permission to leave home and never come back. It isn't so easy as you'd think. I can feel her buried in my mind. Yes. And I have to be honest, this severance may be dangerous for you if she's latched on too deeply. Doctor, how dangerous? The shock of the disengagement could be massive. Potentially for Lucia, it could be deadly. No, you never said anything uh, about... Constance, it, it's, it's okay. You're right. It's time to stop hating. It's time to let France live again. Are you sure? I am. This is me borrowing your optimism. Doctor, what must I do? Just talk to her. Sit her down in your mind and talk to her. Make it clear. Thank you, Lucia. Sever the tie, then I'll do the rest. Furio. You do not need me. You do not need this world. Or he is over. The hate you seek is over. I release you. There's no need to be like that. I have good news, my fiery friend. I've had a chance to rack my brain since we last spoke, and I've realized that I can do better than Berlin. There is one place in the universe that is absolutely 100% perfect for you. Tell me, have you ever heard of... Skaru? Oh, you'll love it. Every inhabitant is simply loaded, almost bubbling over with lovely, tasty hate. Ideal. What do you say? She accepts. Where is this place? Furio, I will open my mind to you and you can see its location. Just watch out for any visiting Thals. You won't like how they taste. Whoa. She's gone. Yes. And I can't say it's to a better place. Skarai? Doctor, that's... That's like Davros and the Daleks, isn't it? It is. And I wasn't lying. She will absolutely love it. She didn't even say goodbye. That's hunger for you. When it really strikes, nothing else matters. Lucia, what you did, it was good. Yeah. Considering you're a proper git, that was all right. Doctor! We're here! We're... 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 We... Missed the fight, didn't we? Sorry, Walter. Just a little too late. 
Perhaps not. I need you to arrest me. Pardon? Lucia? Justice, Constance. The war is over, like you say. Not a time for hate, but still a time for justice. There is blood on my hands. I must account for that. Only then can I start again. Well, consider yourself under arrest. Lucia, that is justice. <laughs> Thank you, Constance. Goodbye, Doctor! It has been fun. Hey, those are our POWs. Oh, I suspect they won't get far. But thank you both! This is going to take a lot of explaining. There she is. I can't tell you how happy I am to see that TARDIS. You're happy to see a blue wooden <laughs> box? She's a little more impressive than she looks. People always say things like that. But I think she's gorgeous inside and out. I think I'll leave you to it. Thank you so much. Flip, you in particular. Oh, Clem, give us a cuddle. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to be all right? I'm going to be fine. Yesterday I felt like an alien. What? Shh! Like this wasn't my home anymore. But today... I felt proud to fight for France. I'm proud of you, Clem. Keep that resistance going. I will. I've got a few more berets at home. <laughs> Good luck, Clementine. Thank you, Doctor. Enjoy your blue box. <laughs> right. Off we go. Ladies. Doctor, please, will you give us a minute? Everybody wants a minute today, don't they? Oh, well, I'll um, uh, just be polishing the windows. They do look a bit mucky, poor old girl. Philippa. Constance. Oh, Connie. I like it when you call me Connie. Oh, I was never sure. Well, I do. Then, Connie, it is. We've... Oh. It's been a rough time, hasn't it? It's not been nice. Yesterday, I saw my future. The end of the war, liberation, peace. Something I've been praying for for years. I thought that would be the moment I stopped feeling angry, but... It wasn't. I thought it'd be like turning off a light. Wartime to peacetime. But... Yes, I still felt angry. You made me feel like I didn't know you, and... I thought I did. I really hoped I did. Because I liked what I knew. Oh, Philippa, you do know me. Yeah? I'm not angry anymore. I'm not. But what I'd hate, what I'd hate most of all, is to think that you and I... I forgive you, Connie. <sighs> Thank you, Philippa. Now, come on. Adventures to be had and all that. Adventures, indeed. Ah, all done. All done. Mrs. Clark... Doctor. How are you? I am. I am at peace. I knew you'd get there. The war is over. Let's be off, shall we? After you.
You have been listening to Doctor Who, Scorched Earth, by Chris Chapman. The Doctor was played by Colin Baker. Constance, Miranda Raisin. Flip, Lisa Greenwood. Lucien and Max, Philip Delancey. Walter and Jürgen, Christopher Black. Harris and Klaus, James Boswell. Clementine, Katerina Olsen. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Sound design, Lee Adams. Music, Simon Power. Director, John Ainsworth. Executive producers, Nicholas Briggs and Jason Haig-Ellery. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, The Lovecraft Invasion. Where are we again? Rhode Island, 1937. More specifically, the city of Providence. How divine. Ah! Oh. Oh, behind the car! Take cover! What are they? They're bad news, whatever they are. Who is he? Howard Phillips Lovecraft, an American author of weird fiction. What kind of stuff did he write? Precisely the stuff that the Somnifax needs, Calypso. Nightmare fuel. Mr. Lovecraft, please. We're trying to help you. Help me? I'm not a complete bimbo, you know. You invade my home, you take me prisoner, and you expect me to believe a story so ridiculous it wouldn't make you past Farnsworth right on a slow day at Weird Tales. What happens if it reaches civilization? Like I said, it'll look for a host to manifest their darkest thoughts and feelings against the rest of the population. Mrs. Clark, what on earth is going on? Uh, yes, I'll try to explain, but you may find it all rather hard to believe. Try me. Big Finish. We love stories. I am Colin Baker. I am the Sixth Doctor, and I am currently appearing in Scorched Earth by the wonderful Chris Chapman. Okay, so we go from the top of 13 and down to the end. Uh, off we go. Constance, knowing that the Allies won the war, visiting post-war Europe, that's all well and good, but actually setting foot into your immediate future and having a good nose around the most important historical event of your lifetime, that's potentially Far more dangerous. Well, this doesn't look dangerous to me, Doctor. Oh. This looks like a very well-earned party. Oh, come on. Constance, come, you come back here this minute. Good. OK. Good script. A very good script. It's uh, a very clear story. It's set in an interesting time because of Constance being in the script. So it's, it's set in the time of uh, the Second World War and with all the attendant confusion in having someone so closely involved with that event ahead of her time participating in it and it exposes a quite nice tension between Flip and Constance because of um, the treatment of a collaborator in a, in a French village and those things happened that you hear in the story quite a lot. My name's Chris Chapman and I'm the writer of Scorched Earth. 
I'm a big nerd for World War Two in particular, and I was reading up all the Anthony Beaver books and you know all the literature I could, and and thinking actually that point after the war when there's celebration but there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of vitriol still there and you know you could argue und- understandably the French have a real anger against their, the people who've been occupying them and and that manifests itself in the shaving of a lot of a lot of people that they saw as collaborators as in some cases uh, collaborators horizontal and a lot of women were the brunt of that anger I think when you saw those images I found them quite shocking but I could also see the mindset and the emotions that had led to that moment. And I thought the really interesting thing you've got with Colin and Flip and Constance is that what I love about Connie and Flip is they have formed immediately this really bouncy, fun, contrasting relationship and friendship, but they're also two women from entirely different generations with entirely different perspectives on the world and to put Constance in a situation where she gets it, you know, she gets why there's anger, she feels that anger herself deep down and Flip can come at that from a very modern perspective as we would and say what are you doing, why are you doing this to these women and I just thought it would be a really interesting way to put the two characters in contrast and to give them something very reasonable to to be at, at war with even though the war is done. I'm Miranda Raisin and I play Constance Clark. My name is Lisa Greenwood and I play Philippa Jackson or Philippa Ramon. Oh Philippa, this is not our business. I am not speaking to you. I'm sorry. I really am sorry. I hated seeing you like that. But you're not sorry, are you? You still believe what you've said? Yes, I do. I really, really like the writing. I think um, he's got the my character down really, really well. But I know that he's worked with children before and, like, youth. So I think that he understands the, the language and stuff. So that's what I picked up from the, the writer on this one. And it's lovely for Connie, you know, to be back in kind of in, in her own time. It gives her just a different dimension to it, really. And the way he's written her feeling for everything that's happening, you know, from somebody who's kind of come from Bletchley straight into what she thinks is the end of the war, you know, is, um, it sort of sounds very well researched. I'm Christopher Black, and uh, I'm playing Jürgen. He is a Nazi. And <laughs> I'm playing Walter. <laughs> Who's not a Nazi. He's not a Nazi. No. He's a pretty outstanding guy. (laughs) Just always late to everything. And I'm James Boswell, and I am playing Harris and Klaus, the Nazi. None of us are children anymore. Look at us, hiding in the woods, sleeping in our uniforms. Four years ago, I was... Let's not talk about four years ago. All that matters now is... Did you hear that? Well, it's the ultimate battle between good and evil, I suppose, in our 20th century history, which has had such a lasting effect simply because, you know, you don't think of a Nazi and think, you know, they are anything but evil. So, yes, the good and bad struggle is a classic. It's a good one. Particularly with the character I play, Jürgen, he, um, he's quite repentant. Like he, like he literally says, this is a demon that's here to punish us for our sins. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he thinks that we deserve this, and uh, yeah, he's. You can just tell from the things that he says that he's haunted, and he almost kind of, you know, like crime and punishment. He's got like a Raskolnikov, you know, almost desire for uh, seeking out punishment. So he sees this and assumes that it must be there for him. Mm-hmm. My name's Philip Delancey, and I'm playing Lucien, uh, the Frenchman, 
and Max, a German soldier. Lucia, what are we doing here? Cutting her hair. It's not enough. Really, is it? For what she did. It's not enough. Oh, I think you did plenty. It's not enough. He's uh, obviously fiercely patriotic and very proud of being connected with France, very resentful of the Germans occupying his land, and he's managed to summon up this um, supernatural ally to help him in his fight and is just committed to erasing all the memories of the Germans and to promoting the, the pride of France. Once I got into it and realised all the, the different colours and, and the things, it's great fun to play and I'm, you know, the, the people I'm playing with are great and uh, I'm really enjoying it. I really enjoyed doing this job. My name is Katerina Olsen and I am playing Clementine. It took me weeks to hear that he died. One of the German soldiers mentioned it to another in the restaurant like it was old news. And I could have screamed right there. But I had to be quiet. I bit my lip until it bled. I'm so sorry. And because of this, I am a collaborator. I really liked it. It's a lovely part. It's a corking part. It's quite nice to have a bit of bit of passion <laughs> in there. And um, yeah, it was nice not to be a well, yeah, not to be a fully a, a baddie that I've been before. <laughs> so it's nice to feel a little bit heroic. Clementine is as many young people were in all kinds of different ways, obviously. But you know the innocent, normal things that we take for granted were completely coloured by the situation. So obviously horrific global events going on, making real life impossible. So there she is and she's just she's just a woman, he is just a man and they are there, but of course they aren't that. It's all tribal and horrendous and um, uh, there's so much rage, there's so much damage after the war and she's caught up in that. So it's it's quite nice that she has this there's a purity about her, and, that, that, um, and she's lost as well. The, the big emotional scene I was kind of building up to in the writing is, is, the, is, is the head shaving scene, and that needed to be a, 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 sh a sudden moment when Flip and Constance realise that they're in opposition. And that puts the Doctor in a really strange position, I think, because he understands how Constance is feeling. He knows Constance well enough, he knows the history well enough to not be shocked I don't think, by her reaction. He knows it's... I think he feels it's the, the wrong reaction. Everything we know about the Doctor's morality, he would be against that, and, and so really he's on flip side. But I think he has enough care and affection for Constance that he wants to understand and help her to, to find a better way of being and thinking. And so when the Doctor comes into that situation, he is, you know... I'm sure this will be the way that Colin plays it, that the Doctor is shocked at this. It is a shocking scene for the Doctor, and he knows it's wrong. But he also sees his two best friends surrounded by an angry mob uh, and realises, actually, this is the time to save my friends. I was a tad surprised, and I've uh, justified the Doctor's reaction to the haircutting scene by uh, the fact that he was more concerned about protecting the young ladies he was with, because um, that mob if they thought that we were in any way sympathetic, might have meted out the same 
haircut on them. And so I think the doctor chose not to let them have a haircut by acknowledging that that was happening and there's nothing they could do about it at that moment. And I think that was discretion being the better part of valour, probably. If he was on his own, I think he might have done. Had he not had them to protect, I think he would have stood in front of her and said, cut mine first. I think the doctor looks at that and thinks, well, this is not a monster coming over that I need to, I can stop. I can't stop the fact that this happened and it happened in every single town all over France. So the doctor's priority is looking after his friends and admitting that he can't win this particular war. But I think he does so through very clenched teeth, the way that he responds to Lucien and the way that he responds to Constance. He's, he is disappointed in Constance, even though he understands why she's done what she's done. It is. It is a brutal scene to listen to. And, um, you know, the, the, the sort of powerlessness is almost more powerful to listen to than to watch in a way you know, because you can kind of fill in the gaps in your imagination yourself and you're just that bit further removed, you know. Doctor Who is a, obviously a kind of anthology series and every story is a, is a fresh start. And so I guess a big question was, we really wanted Flip and Constance to be at odds and you kind of need to resolve that within the story because, who you know, you, you wouldn't want too many threads to carry over that might not make so much sense the next time around. And, it, and dramatically, you want to resolve it within the story. But I think it's interesting to... It was an interesting balance to think to what extent are they are they buddies again by the end of it. And, it, you know, and, and, and who knows? I mean, if, if people are interested, it might be something that those characters circle around and come back to in, in the future. But I think that was a balancing act with it, was I wanted to give closure to their ups and downs in the story and, and give it a happy ending when it's been pretty grim at times along the way. But I think there's a question mark there. I think that Flip has suddenly realised that maybe Connie is from a more complicated time, maybe she doesn't know her friend quite as well as she thought. They were an instant connection in the audios and I think maybe maybe there's still a lot of working out for them to do around each other. Yeah, my character's coming from a modern perspective but I think your character would be coming from a... Yeah, for, well, different... I think, you know, as as Constance says, you know, things aren't, they just weren't as neat and tidy in wartime, you know, and, and um, and this girl hasn't had a trial, but, you know, she is seen to be a traitor. So, you know, in Constance's mind, it's absolutely what she deserves, whatever she gets. But there are echoes of, you know, today. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, it's, it's I don't really feel that it's something that is specific to, to the 40s or before, you know, that the, the guilty until proven innocent is, um, is quite big in today's culture as well, actually. With our modern day sensibilities, they, they seem desperate and vile, but if you were a French villager at that time, it didn't seem quite so desperate and vile. It seemed like after a long, terrible time under Nazi occupation, you were able to hit back at people you saw who didn't play the game as you saw it should be played. It works on several levels. The human level, Constance and Philip finding out about the things that make them different as well as the things that make them similar, because they've got on really well up to now. And uh, this strange creature, the Furio, Orlando Furioso. What is it? A forest fire? Forest fires don't float in the air. I've heard stories like this. Where have you heard a story like this? Oh my, my God! 
Run! I gotta admit, I love the monster, or, or the creature, I should probably call it, but the uh, the fire monster. Just like reading it in the first scene, uh, I was kind of like, that's such an original kind of creature. Because like, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, when you're a kid in science class, how they say that, uh, you know, fire is not alive, but it still reproduces, it consumes oxygen, it eats. And now you have a sentient fireball. And I was just mm. like, wow, that's not really... So yeah, that, that sort of like really made me excited. Scorched Earth is another one in a long tradition of me basically plundering my family for story ideas. And I've based things before on my dad or, or, or different people. And in this case, this comes from a conversation with my grandfather. My grandfather was Walter Curtis, just like Walter Curtis in the story. He was late on the beach in Normandy. He, 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 was, he was actually D-Day plus 27, but it's plus 21 in, in, in the script. But uh, he was a mobile radar operator in France. He visited villages south of Rouen. He told me about the amazing reactions they'd get from the villages when they came into town. And he didn't see a lot of fighting, you know. I don't think he was as sad about that, uh, you know, as frustrated about that as the Walter Curtis in the script is. But that kind of began that idea of kind of, was, wouldn't that be an interesting time? There are so many dramas continually being made, and, and of course 1917 as well, you know, still the First World War is, is, has huge kind of, it sounds really cynical to say, traction. But I think it's because there's kind of every human story in there. And now the more we become a kind of inclusive society, you know, the more we, we hear other people's sides of a story. Because really, until 15 years ago, it was there was only one side of a story being told. And now you have films from another perspective and books from another perspective. And, you know, no, there is no such thing as one person's truth. It, it, there is nobody's single truth can be the truth, you know. Miranda put it so eloquently. I don't know. I don't know how to top that. Yeah, I was. I was really involved in what she was saying. <laughs> Can't top that one. 